A reminder to our insurance brokers that this episode is eligible for half a CPD point from NEBA. Stay tuned until the end of the episode for details on where you can go to generate your CPD certificate. Hi and welcome to NTI Spotlight, the show that discusses the events and issues impacting the transport and logistics, marine and cargo and construction industries and of course the people that work within them. Today we're going to be talking about SME transport businesses, small to medium transport businesses and the important role that they play within the Australian transport industry even when they're under a range of pressures and facing challenges and changes within the industry. We'll chat about the issues that they're facing and also the insurance covers that they need. Joining me today are two of NTI's experts. Firstly, we have Bert Webster, NTI's National Development Manager for Distribution. G'day, Bert. G'day, Luke. And of course, Alicia Hill, NTI's National Product Manager for Heavy Motor. Welcome, Alicia. Thanks, Luke. So two experts to help us talk about uh, SME transport operations today. Let's jump straight into it, Bert. I'm going to start with you. Tell us what life looks like for transport SMEs at the moment. Transport SMEs, I suppose, um, like all small businesses, there's always the, the time and cost pressures that are out there. But probably for transport, given what's gone on in the last few years with COVID, um, they've had to deal with probably an unprecedented amount of regulation and change. Um, on top of that, then we're starting to get the issues hitting them around supply chains and access fuel costs, workforce shortages, um, general uh, improvements and safety requirements, fuel tax credits on, off, coming in and coming out, what that all means to them and having to manage through that. And on top of that, all the environmental issues that are starting to hit. We've seen recently the proposal for uh, pre-2003 diesel trucks not to be allowed inside Melbourne and, and Sydney. So uh, these sorts of things starting uh starting to paint a, uh, a bit of a tough picture for people. But in that, the success that's come out of COVID with transport, the recognition now of transport, and I think one of the surveys I saw recently said 99% of um, the general public recognise now the importance of transport in the supply chain. Um, some interesting stuff, even that um, up to 70% of people now are willing to wait um, and suffer a, um, a, a lesser selection, let's call it, on the shelves if it means that they can sustainably uh, and environmentally uh, support the transport industry. And so where do SMEs fit within the wider transport industry? What, what's the makeup of SMEs? So overall, the transport industry consists of around 240, 246,000 employees, uh, around 50,000 businesses. You look at the ATA stats. Of those, more than 90% own less than 10 trucks. Um, the vast majority are less than five. Uh, our own figures, that's somewhere around 75%. If we look at some of the association figures on the makeup of members, pretty well reflects that. So the majority of people involved in the industry, so the majority of that 50,000 businesses, are one to two truck operators and, and smaller, what we call smaller fleets or medium medium-sized enterprises. So let's chat through some of those issues that you that you mentioned before. Obviously, fuel costs is a big one, and, and we know that there's a lot of uncertainty, and we're past the 28th of September now, which was D-Day. Um, 
How does that impact SMEs? Well, it's pure bottom line cost. Um, you know, if if contracts are there that haven't uh, haven't had provision in them to allow for increase in fuel costs, then they have to absorb that. And the transport industry as a whole has probably been very good for the last thirty years in absorbing a lot of the impacts and not passing that on. But we're probably at a point now where some of that stuff is just going to be passed on. But you know. Everyday mum and dads are seeing the, the change in diesel price themselves. So I think the the understanding is there. It's just uh, the support to have their prices change, whether or not that exists with with big contracts or not. And so you mentioned, you know, mum and dad seeing it at the at the diesel pump. We have to remember a lot of these businesses are mum and dad operations as well, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So consumer awareness is there, and there's um, you know, there's a willingness to to pay that a little bit more, but it's easy to say that in isolation when you have a look at all the rest of the cost too. But it's another cost they have to absorb um, and try and pass on. And what about the workforce for SMEs? We've we've discussed on this show previously the driver shortage. Um, how is that impacting SMEs? Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit the same. A lot of them, you know, the traditional um, stereotype of, of owner drivers and trucking trucking businesses are, are family based businesses. So you tend to have the family coming coming back and forward through. Um, average age of drivers, depending on the report you read, is somewhere between forty three and forty six years old. Um, for shorter haul stuff, you're probably seeing you know more availability. Uh, the super short haul under two hundred k's, you're probably seeing you know some entrance into the market that might be willing to do those jobs, but long haul still facing facing hassles and attracting, you know, people to it. Not just young, just any anybody. And we're starting to emerge from COVID now, but there was obviously a lot of impacts, container shortages, supply chain issues, um, a, a range of different uh, changes for, for a lot of SME businesses and what they were carting or, or the, the radius that they were travelling within. What is that looking like now as we're coming out of the COVID pandemic? Um, I think COVID taught the transport industry in particular a lot, and we've seen a lot of the the ingenuity and, and willingness to change really came to the fore. There was a lot of um, – we worked closely with a lot of our association partners, obviously, during that period. I think they come to the forefront in amongst that time in uh, talking about access, making sure fuel stops are open, all that sort of thing. That's carried through. Um, the acceptance of the public to allow uh, shelves to be filled at night, so curfews and everything were lifted as a general acceptance of that. But right at the start, I think there was a lot of apprehension. We've seen, and I hate the word, but we've seen a lot of people pivot their businesses. Wish I could come up with a better one, but that still sticks around. And um, they've been able to change freight tasks, do stuff, and um, and still make money. You know, the, the problem is now keeping up with the demand still. You know, it's not going away. Absolutely. Alicia, I'm going to pivot to you now <laughs> to uh, to talk about insurance cover for SMEs. So with all of these pressures that these businesses are under, what are the types of areas or what are the types of covers that they need to be aware of? Yeah, well, um, let's be fair. An accident is bad at any time, but at the moment it's probably just undue pressure that an insurance company can try and help solve a little bit of that. So the key is to really reduce the complexity and the paperwork and the phone calls and the organising of things. I think that's one of the first things um, that insurance cover can provide. So at the time of an accident, you don't have to worry so much about those things. Um, 
The other area would be making sure that you've got the right coverage in place. So NTI has a package policy. Uh, what that means is that when you take out a policy with us, you can get four different types of cover that you will need as a transport operator. And that kind of makes sure that if there are any gaps when you have an accident, so for example, your truck could be damaged, the cargo that you're carrying could also be damaged. Um, the severity of damage might be different for each of those um, two areas. You might be carrying a trailer. Uh, the trailer might be owned by someone else, which is part of the cover as well. All of these areas um, could lead to different insurance products triggering a claim. And basically what we need to make sure is that when you do have a claim, that there's no gaps in that cover. Um, and if you take a package policy, you kind of can be sure that that's what's going to happen. So one of the products within um, the package that we offer is downtime, business downtime. Um, and basically what that provides is for an EFT payment into a transport operator's bank account at the time that their vehicle goes into repairs. So um, you can set at the beginning of the policy period how much cash you would like. Uh, and how long you'd like to wait before that cash gets paid. And then when you take your vehicle in for repairs, uh, that cash gets paid as an EFT straight into your bank account. Um, and then you can use those funds for whatever it is you need to keep the business moving. So um, if you need to employ another driver or um, hire a vehicle or whatever it needs to be, you can use that cash how you need to keep the business going. Yeah, I think that's probably probably one one of the most important covers to consider is that that downtime payment you know if the truck's not moving you're not earning money um the bank still want the payment um you've still got other bills that have to be paid and you're know, seeing at the moment um you know the supply chain getting stretched new trucks not as available as we'd like you know orders bouncing out for uh, for the production lines for 18 months and more and um you know shortage of parts starting to uh, come in plus a labour shortage in some of the repair industries as well. It all starts to compound pretty quick. So having something that's going to keep keep the lights on is important while your truck's off the road. So business downtime, it's not a new product for NTI. It's one that we've had uh, since we launched our, launched our package policy. Um, it's just that we're, it used to be called business interruption um, and we noted that downtime was probably a better name for it so we've changed the name of it to downtime just to reflect what it actually does and it provides you know money during a downtime in the business and i think it's important to note that you can choose the amount as well so you know no we know going into this that there's going to be parts supplies labor shortages things that might make this process longer than it used to be um, things that are outside our control but it means that you can choose however much you need to keep your business going specifically we don't dictate that so there's lots of flexibility in the product. And NTI recently launched a, a range of updates and enhancements to its NTI transport pack policy, didn't it, Alicia? Yeah, yeah. We've put through um, quite a few changes uh, in the transport pack policy. Uh, and most of those changes actually reflect what we're seeing in the market, um, be it COVID or parts supplies, labour shortages, driver issues, those kind of things. Um, one of the big changes that we made was actually to our downtime product. So previously you would have had to wait for seven days after you put your truck in for repairs. You can now choose to wait zero days. So 
uh, you can go into your policy and say, I want to wait for zero days. When my truck goes in, I want the EFT payment made straight away. And that's, um, we really did that because we saw that there was a need in the market to provide instant payments rather than having to wait seven days while your truck's been in. Just on that piece that Alicia was talking about with right cover early, earlier, um, we're probably in a, in a situation we haven't seen before from an insurance point of view too. And just before COVID, we were starting uh, a round of conversations with our association partners on reviewing their insurance policy with their insurance brokers, making sure that their sums insured are, are reflecting the value of the vehicles. They had a depreciating asset schedule and might have been paying on a sum insured that was set three or four years ago. So they weren't moving their, their uh, sum insured along with it. Now, and from the middle of COVID, we're out there telling them, you actually need to revise it up. We're seeing truck prices, use uh, values jumping up 20, 30% and better. So it might be a situation now where a number of our customers who haven't had the opportunity to review may be underinsured. We've actually seen some of that, Alicia, I think, in, in some of the claims of late. Yeah, we have seen that um, become a problem recently. Um, and if I can just... On that point, one of the one of the reasons that we made uh, a change to the policy was for our trailer in control. Just noting that some insureds had increased um, so significantly in the market, we've actually increased trailer in control to 100k as a benefit. It was 75,000, so that just allows for those increase um, in market values to go through as well. But I think Bert makes a great point. Uh, when you're looking at your policy, you just need to be making sure that your sums insured reflect what they might be in the in the market at the moment because it, it's a completely different market to where we were sitting, you know, three years ago, let's say. So there's lots of changes going on for SMEs um, that we've discussed. What are some of the things that they can be doing to tackle some of these challenges? So, um you know, workforce training, are we talking technology yeah. here? What What's available to them, Bert? Well, look, we'd, um, first and foremost, we'll always advocate that. Get involved with your transport associations. There's a number of associations out there that are either specific around freight tasks like livestock or commodity types, but then each state's got its own transport association or there's nationals such as NatRoad. Get involved. These guys are there to help with uh, industrial relations, HR, how to find uh, and, and train drivers. There's a suite of technology stuff that's out there and, and exists now. We're seeing a lot of the trucks now released with all of the, the standard safety equipment that we're seeing on cars. You know, that's just becoming the norm. Um, there is a bit of a challenge. We have we have the ninth or tenth oldest truck fleet in the developed world in Australia. We don't we're not very good at trading things in or getting rid of them. We like to hold on to them, um, but there's a lot of tech that is now coming through that is starting to help the driver with their everyday job and allow access for other for entrance to get in. And is is that mandatory technology for them, or is that something that uh, they they need to choose to use? Um, it, it's yeah, it's a little bit of both. It, it's it will, more and more of it will become mandated as we see in the car space. Um, but yeah, it's it's well worth it in terms of bringing new employees on. You know, the old adage was put them in the oldest truck without without any of the gear on. You're probably better off putting them in the truck that has all the safety gear on it. And what about safety and well-being? We've seen stats before and, and discussed them on this show of, of driving a truck being one of the most dangerous professions uh, in the country. Um, do we need to do more to help look after drivers, especially our SMEs? I think, again, 
there's always a lot of focus on truck accidents um, and that being dangerous. But it's not just the truck on the road too. I mean, they, they do a dangerous job. Loading cattle is a dangerous job. Uh, you're climbing up and down decks. You're inside the yards with them. Probably more people, I don't know, get get injured in tasks associated with the truck as opposed to just driving. But being, health and well-being of drivers is, again, with the spotlight on the industry for the last few years, has really come to the forefront. Um, you know, we're key supporter with Healthy Heads and Trucks and Sheds. That's an industry-wide initiative. Um, and I think the recognition of everybody in the supply chain, and it goes beyond just safety on the road, it's that well-being of the driver and their ability to get access to healthy meals. You know, there's, it's unfortunately still cheaper to buy fried food in most most roadhouses than, than a decent healthy meal. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of work being done in those spaces. Yeah, aside from the association too, I mean, even our own websites, we've um, spent a lot of time in, in putting together tools and tips through the Better Business Hub to allow um, the SME operators to you know, get access to some basic information, things that help run their business, cut out the red tape, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, there's a number of um, sources of you know, that information that sit out there. And so that Better Business Hub can be accessed at nti.com.au. When you spoke then about, you know, managing a team or managing people, Bert, is is that a, a challenge for SMEs more than a than a larger transport business? You know, you mentioned family businesses. Working with family can be difficult. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but... I come from a family business and there's reasons why I'm not there any longer. Um, no, it's not. They're, they're, <laughs> I do come from a family business and it, it is interesting dynamics as always. But, yeah, it's but it's more about you move from working for yourself to having employees again, run the business at the same time. So, yeah, you, it's nice to think that you can battle your way through it, but, you know, we live in tough, you know, legislative and regular, regulatory environments. So, you know, make the most of the help that's out there. You know, check a bit of Business Hub, go to the associations, talk to your, talk to your accountants and that sort of stuff and, and look for the assistance to start and help that. It's a very different thing to be one of the very best truck operators and owner operators out there to then start and suddenly be managing staff. You know, it, it's a tough environment out there for, for small small to medium businesses. Um, I think the, re- the reality is it probably always will be and it's, and it's not refined to trucking. Trucking's got its unique pieces. Um, but one of the things, one of the great positives I think that's come out the back of COVID and lobbying um, the government by the ATA and the member associations has been finally to get past through it at national level, the recognition for uh, truck drivers as an apprenticeship. So they actually get it, it's being recognised now as a trade. Um, I remember when I went and did my trade, um, there was the schools wouldn't promote anything that's not a recognised qualification, and this is one of the things that we've now been able to. Um, we as NTIs help help the ATA with that submission and dispelling some of the the myths around insurance and and young and inexperienced drivers coming in. We've got a little bit to go. Um, obviously, you get national sign off. That means it's got to go to the states. The states sign off, and then the state education departments all have to sign off on it. But it's finally through, and it's there. And we're seeing some great work from people like the Western Roads Federation in WA and Queensland Trucking Association here in Queensland uh, doing some interim stuff, recognising competency-based training. So, you know, getting into the industry now, you get a qualification. It's been one of the inhibitors and it'll also help get help promote it as a job and a career through through schools as well. 
So we've mentioned associations uh, in this discussion. Uh, NTI offers insurance benefits for members of associations. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, it's um, for so the ATA is the the peak body, the Australian Trucking Association. Um, it's the associations association, essentially in simple terms. So any of the uh, member associations of the Australian Trucking Association, we offer uh, members member benefits, and it's not not discounts. Insurance on insurance discounts are, are a difficult thing when you when basically you rate it on your own performance, Alicia. If, correct me if I'm wrong. And so it's a very individualised thing. So you can't just offer a blanket, you know, five percent here or there. It's not like you're buying, you know house insurance um so what we have done, what's been recognized in discussions with the associations is that it's actually the conditions that they need help with so for our tracking association um, members insured with us and we've dropped reference to the age you know age access is no long thing it's all about inexperience um ages the performance we've seen through our member association member book yeah, young drivers coming through there are not an issue. Inexperience in general is. So we take that emotive piece away and it's purely then on, you know, we follow the licensing scheme for the majority of what we do and we just, you know, it's about the, the driver's experience. And then there's some other benefits in, in the event that um, you do have a claim, but not everyone has a claim, so relaxation mm. of conditions is a big thing for people to help help with their insurance. It's a good call out, um, I would say, to any transport operator who is a member of one of the associations to make sure you talk to your broker about it when you're going through the policy. Um, yeah. Make sure you let them know and then they can they can put that down um, and then we can give them that benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to, your, talk to your broker, review those sums insured. That's a message we're putting out to the associations at the moment. They'll direct you straight to any of our stuff. There's plenty on the website and any of our association partners will happily share that along with their own stuff too. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us today, Bert and Alicia. Great to have you on the show. I'm sure we'll uh, talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Luke. A fascinating topic discussing SMEs within the transport industry. We certainly heard today that there's a, a number of pressures out there, whether they're regulatory um, or within the businesses themselves. But just remember that help is out there and it's important that operators take advantage of that. If you'd like to find out more about the Better Business Hub or NTI's association partnerships that we've discussed today, head on over to nti.com.au. Thanks again for listening to NTI Spotlight. For insurance brokers looking to generate a CPD certificate for this episode, please visit partner.nti.com.au forward slash SME transport podcast. That URL again is partner.nti.com.au forward slash SME transport podcast.